Oh, what a night. Strange magic. I got a strange magic. No, I don't. I don't have a strange magic. I have a strange podcast. I think we're all pretty clear on that, right? Well, you are on a podcast. You are on the Harland Highway podcast. I am Harland Williams. And welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. The reason I opened with a a song about magic is we are going to be talking about magic today. We're going to be talking about Houdini's greatest trick. We are going to be talking about a magical trick that I pulled off that amazed and astounded. Um, And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a a fun story. I think you'll dig it. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, your earlobes. Yeah. Starting a relationship with your earlobes. We're going to be talking about facial deformations or or deviant places on your head. I have an incredible sex story for you today. Oh my God, another one of these weird sexcapades happened to me. And they just keep getting better. I can't wait to tell you about it. We're going to be talking about skateboarding and getting old. When is it time to hang it up? Don't you hang up, though, because you are right here, and we're just getting started on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. It's Dumi. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. It's Dumi. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Okay, you're on the Harland Highway, and here's some food for thought. Uh, It looks like somebody somewhere has a theory that Houdini, the great magician, was murdered. So they're planning to dig him up. Yeah, they're going to exhume Houdini's body and dig him up to see if he was murdered. Now, isn't it clear to everybody that this is just one of Houdini's tricks? Don't you get it, people? He was the master magician. He could stay underwater and locked in a box for 30 minutes and somehow emerge alive. Well, guess what? They're going to dig down into his grave. They're going to pull out a crunchy old coffin. They're going to pry the lid open. And guess who's going to pop up and go, ta-da! Abracadabra! Thank you. That was my ultimate trick. I've been under the earth for 60 years. I am the ultimate magician. No one can ever outdo my magic trick. Suck on that, Copperfield. Up yours, Doug Henning. Harlan Williams. Oh, yeah. You gotta love the magic. Don't we all love magic? Have you ever been to a magic show? I, I recently went to a place in Los Angeles. There's a place called the Magic Castle. And it's this old, old giant house. I guess it used to be someone's mansion. And like 80 years ago or something, a a bunch of magicians or something took it over. 
And it's this huge place with all these different rooms, and they've decorated it so that it feels like you're stepping back in time. And when you walk in the place, the uh, reception area, it looks like a library, and there's no obvious entrance to the place. And once you check in with the uh, hostess, you have to walk up to a wall of books and say abracadabra, and the wall slides open, and in you go. It, it's kind of a magical place. It's got a real ambiance. Uh, they've got old paintings up, and old uh, everything's like old woodwork, and low ceilings with tin plating, and it, it's uh, pretty effective. And uh, it's a really cool place because you can wander around, and there's like 20 different showrooms. You can go into a big showroom and see like a a big magic show, or you can go into uh, little rooms that just look like bars, and uh, you can sit around in a circle, and magicians are right there in front of you at the table doing card tricks and floating things, and it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but I think we're all a little mesmerized by magicians and and what they do. Um, obviously it's all trickery. There's, there's a sleight of hand. There's, there's, uh, you know, fake cards and fake thumbs and hiding spots, but somehow it all works. And we're always like, just, Ooh, um, but some of these magicians can be, you know, I, I think some of these magicians, have over uh, over the years realized that uh, it's a way to pick up hotties. It's a way to pick up chicks. A lot of magicians uh, can be a little nerdy. Let's let's just say that. I'm not trying to be mean, but you know, you never see Brad Pitt like uh, making a tiger disappear. A lot of magicians tend to, uh, to be a little bit nerdier. I guess that Chris Angel guy's hot, but most of the other ones, it's like, okay, Melvin. <laughs> but I've seen it. I've seen I've seen magicians over the years in action. You know, I'm in the entertainment industry. I end up at a lot of you know functions or parties or whatever, and you'll always see a magician trying to mesmerize girls with, with their card tricks and stuff. And I get, I'm sure it works on some level. Uh, but the story I want to tell you, I was at a house party once. This was years ago. And, uh, you know, everyone kind of knew everyone. And uh, there was probably, I don't know, 50 people at this party. It was a big house. They had a pool table and a bar. And it was it was pretty cool. And about halfway through the party, uh, this magician guy shows up, okay? And he uh, he says, hey, I'm going to do some tricks. And everyone kind of gathers around, and we were all excited. We're like, oh, cool. Uh, there was only one problem. He was the cockiest bastard we'd all ever met in our lives, right? He was one of these guys, like, let's say the end result of his trick was to flip over, like, the eight of clubs, He'd flip over the eight of clubs and then just kind of almost be like, ah, up yours, losers, huh? Like he'd kind of puff his chest out and he'd parade around the room and it was like all attitude. And we were all kind of looking at each other like, is this guy for real? And he was. He was like this cocky guy, like just, it was almost the equivalent of being on the beach and a, and a bully kicks sand in your face. So, you know, me being me, I could only take so much of this guy. I mean, he was just, we were all just like, what the hell? 
We couldn't believe the uh, bravado this guy was uh, pulling off. And so, you know, after about six tricks, five or six tricks, I was just getting pissed. I was like, this guy's a total dick. And so after his final trick, he's kind of standing there like, look at me, I'm incredible. Why doesn't everybody kneel down and kiss my magic feet? And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to make this guy look like an idiot. Okay, so I said to him, I said, hey, man, I got a trick. And he's like, oh, really? Who are you? I said, I'm just a nobody. Do you know magic? No, I'm just, I am magic. How about that? Oh, so so I get the guy's cards off him, and everyone's still gathered around because, uh, you know, Maestro Fresh West has just finished his big trick. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, I'm just going to do a whole bunch of convoluted, like, uh, confusing uh, cuts of the deck and flip over the cards, and I'll just kind of, what I'll do is I'll captivate this idiot for, like, five minutes and uh, and I'll kind of like at the end, of course, I won't have the right card, but I'll, I'll have wasted his time. And I was going to use all the bravado and the cockiness that he used and th- throw it back in his face. Right. So I get the cards and, uh, you know, I ask the guy to uh, cut them. And then I say, you know what? That's not good enough for me. I said, I said, you know what? Cut them again. Show your card to everyone. I'm going to let me walk into the other room first. And you guys yell when you get back. So I walk in the other room. This guy cuts the cards, shows them to everybody there. I'm obviously in the other room. I have no clue. I come back in. I go, okay, cut them again. Cut them again. Cut them again. I had him cut them like seven times. Okay, and then I separated them into piles. And I said, uh, you know, I'm just randomly, I'm like, I'm like, take five cards out of that pile. Okay, now take six cards out of that pile. Take two cards out of that pile. Now take what you have left, shuffle them all up, and cut them again. You know, I just kept going and going these ridiculous things until finally I finished. i like, okay, great. Fantastic. And I still had all the bravado going. And my my concept was, I'm going to flip. He's going to say, my card was the queen of spades. And I was going to do a big thing where I'm, you know, doing theatrics. And I grab the card and I hesitate as to create drama of the final card. And I'm, I will now flip over your card, the queen of spades. And, of course, I was going to flip it over and it wouldn't be anything close. And I was going to be like, Up yours. I'm glad I wasted your time. So here's where it got magic, okay? So after all this stuff that I did, (laughs) out of all this ridiculous BS, right, I go, buddy, what's your card? He goes, the ten of hearts. And everyone's just standing there. No one else knows what I'm doing. All the people at the party don't realize I'm pulling a gag. I go, what's your card, buddy? He goes, it's the Ten of Hearts. And I just silently, like slowly, I reach down to the top of the deck that's been cut and redistributed for t- 10 minutes. And as if I know it's going to be the Ten of Hearts, with all the bravado I can muster, I just slowly flip the card up. I can't see it yet. I raise it up almost over my shoulder and slap it down and then do a big sweep with my arm, like... Ta-da! 
We'll all be goddamned. <laughs> this is the good part. I'll be goddamned if through some miracle that card was the Ten of Hearts. <laughs> Even I was like, what the? But I did not crack. I stayed in character. I guess that's the actor in me. I stayed in character. My eyes were bugging out inside my head, of course. And that magician, his jaw dropped. He, he couldn't believe it. He pretty much, it was like a whipped dog. He put his tail between his legs, and I swear to God, he crawled out of that party. He must have, it must have hit a raw nerve. It must have incensed him. I don't know. Whatever it did, I'm glad it did it. And everyone was just like, oh my God. Because obviously my trick, my one stupid trick, outdid all of his tricks put together. His tricks, you could probably figure, oh, he probably slid one up his sleeve or he, you know, sleight a hand or he had one in his pocket or there are, it's a trick deck of cards. But after my show, after what I did, there was, everyone knew there was no possible way. <laughs> so the gods, the magic gods were shining on me. And just by sheer fluke, Okay, a sheer one in a million fluke, the right card showed up on the top of that deck. And I flapped that thing over. That guy shut down like a Chernobyl meltdown. He was just speed. It was almost like he was just like, uh, 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 you know, like when the cops catch someone red handed and like, what were you doing robbing that house? We saw you coming out. What's in your hand? He just had one of those going on. And I I was just like, oh, my God. Inside, I was just like, I, I, I did all the bravado that he did after that. I puffed my chest out. I was like, suck on that, partner. So that was some real magic that went on that night. And uh, you know it would be really magic if I shut the hell up about this story. I've been blabbering on for 10 minutes. But I thought you'd like it. It's uh, <laughs> It was kind of funny. And it just goes to show you, you never know what's going to happen in the world of magic. Okay, are you still riding on a skateboard? Huh? And I'm not talking to uh, the 13 and 14-year-olds out there. I'm talking to the guys in their 40s, okay? When I'm out for a walk or I'm going over to Starbucks or something and uh, some dude comes motoring by me who's bald, half his head's gray. He looks like if he wipes out, he's going to have to get a new hip or something. Sometimes it's time to give up the skateboard and get into buying a Learjet or something, okay? You're 40. Okay? You don't go home at night. You don't roll home on your board and color in your coloring book, do ya? Let the board go. Get a Lamborghini. It's the Harland Highway. The only thing you should be rolling around in at your age is probably a wheelchair. And feel free to take it right down the Harland Highway. Hello, Holland. This is Chad Young calling from Wisconsin again. The other day I was watching Karate Kid backwards. Story about this kid that's really good at karate and 
football, he loses his skills and ends up moving back to New Jersey. Kind of a sad story. Anyways, the reason I'm calling is I think I have the perfect name for your Harlan Highway listeners. How about the Harlan Highway Pavement Pounders? I think it's a good one. Think about it. All righty, Harlan. Thanks for the laughs. I love your show. Good day, sir. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think, I mean, I think we might have a winner here. I like that one. The Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. You know, there's something different about it. I mean, I, I appreciate all the other suggestions. People are like the Harland Highway Hitchhikers and the Highwaymen and a lot of the Triple H things. But then all of a sudden, this cat comes out of the blue with a double P, which kind of doesn't fit in with the H, but the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. I kind of dig that one. So uh, I think I think because it's my podcast <laughs> and I get to make the final decisions, I am the CEO, <laughs> even though I do it for you folks, it's, re- it's really your podcast, but somebody's got to be in the driver's seat, right? So for 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 uh for the time being I'm going to close up the uh suggestion box and uh consider yourselves all of you who want to get in on it you know sometimes I'm not getting in on your little cl- what am I 3 years old okay I get it it's just a fun thing but you can officially call yourselves the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders how about that is it sexual? I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it uh, Department of Transportation ish? Maybe. But uh, I dig it. The Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. Thanks to uh, thanks to you guys, all of you, for your suggestions. Um, I, I'm not going to thank the girls. The girls did not chime in on this. I made a I made an extra shout out to the ladies to get their ideas in here. I don't I think maybe one lady, one woman, one girl left a message. So winning. Um <laughs> So hopefully in the future you ladies uh, get uh, more precipitatory. No, that's isn't that a weather term? Participate. I just hope you ladies part- participate more. <laughs> God. So there you go. For the time being, unless we get sick of it, let's consider ourselves the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. So our thanks to Chad Young. Chad Young from Wisconsin comes up with the winner. Uh, perhaps we will send you a, a corn on the cob shaped salt and pepper shaker set. And perhaps we won't. Okay. So you can sit by your mailbox and wait. Maybe something will come, but probably won't. <laughs> um, like anyone would say, what? We got some salt and pepper corn, some, some corn shakers coming. I've got to sit by the mailbox and wait for that treat. Yeah. Um, So, again, thank you to everybody. That'll be the uh, title for now. The Harland Highway Pavement Pounders as we keep on rolling down the Harland Highway. 
Okay, here's something unusual. This is something that I've never seen before. I don't know if you have, but, you know, you go through life and people's faces and heads are generally the same shape and have the same features. And every now and then you see someone with a wonky eye or, you know, their lips all fangled up or their teeth are crazy. You know, pretty normal fare. But I'm telling you, man, I met a lady couple of weeks ago and I can't get this out of my head she had the biggest ear holes I've ever seen in my life like most of us you know what what's your eardrum look like the little holes in the side of your head you know they're small they're about the size of the, the head of a couple of pencils maybe this lady's earlobe holes were like giant they were like almost like silver dollar sized and they're really deep. Her ears were like really long, like Shrek's. But she pulled her hair back over the side of her head, and I felt like I was looking into the Bat Cave. I was waiting for Robin and Batman to come wailing out of there on the Batmobile, man. I almost went National Geographic on her ass. It's like I just wanted to get a, a little helmet with a flashlight on it and go exploring in the side of her head. Her earlobes were almost inviting. I wanted to climb in there and go right in those earlobes and be like, hello, hello, is there anybody in here? Hello, can you hear me, hear me? I wanted to like climb in there and find like ancient hieroglyphics carved into the side of her cerebellum. Or maybe find some old ancient uh, cavemen paintings. A bunch of cavemen with spears chasing a neuron. It was bizarre, man. Yeah, every now and then, life throws you something weird you've never seen. Like the Grand Canyon, right on the side of someone's head. Okay, okay, I know. I said the wrong word a couple of times. I said I said walk into her ear lobe. The lobe is that little dangly uh that little dangly puffy piece of meat at the bottom of your ear. I meant to say ear hole a bunch of times and I replaced it with the word ear lobe. And you were probably going, What's he taught? you can't walk into an ear lobe, man? I mean, you can walk into an ear hole, but what the hell? Why is he... What? So, uh, yeah. Just to clarify, just to, just to make it clear so you don't think I'm a complete uh, dillweed. But uh, it is a, it is an interesting uh, little piece of meat, isn't it? I want everyone right now, everyone listening, you might have uh, headphones on or earphones in or whatever, but I want everyone on the count of three... I want you to reach up and just grab your earlobes. Don't do it yet. Wait till the count of three. I just want you to grab your earlobe with your thumb and your uh, index finger and just uh, pinch it and squeeze it for a second (laughs) and feel how kind of soft and bumpy it is. It's kind of like one of the last places on your body that has kind of baby skin. Your earlobe uh, skin tends to be kind of soft and velvety, and it's kind of squishy. Like It's kind of like a little baby jelly donut hanging at the bottom of your ear. So let's all do that together, and I'm sure it'll bring a smile to your face. Here we go. On three, two, one, 
and squeeze and squeeze and fondle. And are you smiling? Come on, those of you who aren't doing it, don't. no one can see you. Don't worry. When was the last time you touched your earlobes? Just do it. Don't be such a baby. And oh, hey, I'm, I'm a truck driver. I don't do that kind of stuff. Truck drivers don't touch their earlobes, man. No one's looking. Just if, even if you can grab one of them. Come on. Three, two, one, and squeeze and rub. Oh, it's a weird little area. One of the, it's like a little, I don't know if it's a, it's just strange. And then if you can, if you've still got your hand on it, I want you to go right to the flap, okay? Go right to the inner edge of your earlobe where the earlobe is attached to your skull, to, to the side of your neck. Just go right there with your thumb and feel in there and kind of pull it a little bit and feel how weird. It's like, you know how duck have webbed feet? <laughs> This is getting weird. I'm actually doing this as we talk. So if I'm doing it, you can do it. Pull on that thing and just feel the webbing. If you stretch it, you can feel your, your the side of your neck actually pull out. But it's weird because the earlobe like curves up and under, and you think it's going to keep going north. But then it uh, it hits skin, and you've got this weird flap under there. And that's really soft in there. Oh, that's like, oh, that's like, uh, you know, Madonna's inner thigh right there. Well, no, that's probably pretty rough after all she's been through. But you know what I mean. Inner earlobe flap meat. (laughs) Bet you didn't think you'd be fondling yourself in that way today, huh? I sure didn't, but uh, I'm pulling this rig over to the side of the road. I got some lobe touching to do. Screw getting these logs to Minnesota. <laughs> so there you go. Check yourself out and uh, happy fondling. And speaking of fondling, I got I got to tell you this story. This have you ever shared a cab with a stranger? Okay, I was out on the street the other day. I had to grab a cab. And look, I don't normally share my graphic, you know, sex life stories with the listeners. It's it's intimate. It's private. Why would I do that? But every now and then, oh boy, something happens. It's just so, you know, out of this realm that I feel I'm obligated to share it with you. It's, it's, I want you to live vicariously through my sexcapades. So it's raining out. I hail this cab. I run and dive in the cab. And just like right out of the movies, another person flies in from the other side. And I didn't really get a chance to see who it was. So at first I was going to protest. I was like, hey, what the? And then I look and I swear it's this gorgeous. I don't know if she was a model. I don't know if she was an angel. But just a gorgeous brunette. She had like a navy blue eye shadow with dark blue eyeliner. And she had this great, gorgeous long hair, long brunette hair, cute little bangs. And there was just enough rain on them that they were, you know, there was water kind of dripping off the front of them. And there was water like kind of dripping down her face over her big succulent lips and her Gorgeous green eyes and her little button nose. I mean, just a stunner, okay? And she's like, 
do you mind if I share? Are you going downtown? And I'm like, yeah, actually, I am. I'm going to the studio. She goes, oh, what, what do you what do you mean the studio? What do I go? I'm going off to do a podcast. She's like, oh, you do you do a podcast? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, and suddenly she slides over towards me on the seat. Okay, the back seat of the cab, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. All of a sudden, I feel her hand on my upper thigh. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, the Harland Highway. <sighs> she just does that. She does a side stick. <sighs> I feel her hand slip down into my inner thigh, and she's just barely touching my... <laughs> interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Harlan Williams asking for your vote to become the next president of the United States of America. Hi, folks. I'm Harlan Williams, a Canadian with American citizenship, and I'm looking to be the first Canadian president of the United States of America. If elected president, hospitals will be made into Cinnabon cinnamon roll franchises. Clowns will be burnt alive in front of the White House. The Olympics will be one day long and only involve albinos. I'm Harlan Williams, and I approve this message. Harlan Williams for president. Now let's go boil some ass. Now back to our show. Leaves her panties on the seat, closes the door, and steps out of the cab. Just sitting there on the seat, her purple Victoria's Secret panties. Wow. And I'm sorry, I know some of you are probably, like, offended. Like, why is he telling us these graphic sexcapades? Why... Why the detail? Why the, why the, I mean, it's, that's what happened. They were that intense. They were that detailed. They, there was that much stuff going on, and it's stuff you just dream about. So I, I have to share it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep sharing them. I don't know how these things happen to me, but they do. Oh, boy, and I'm a bit exhausted. So that brings us to the end of the show. Um and I guess that's a really good way to end it. And if, if some of you are a little jacked up, if some of you are a little excited by what I just said, you know, by all means, go in a dark corner somewhere and play with your earlobes. <laughs> yeah, fond of them earlobes, son. Uh, yeah, that is it. That's all we got for today. Uh, thank you for joining in, as always. I always like to thank you guys. Um, I hope you're having fun. You can always call me at 888-500-2090, leave a message, or you can write me at uh, harlanwilliams.com. Don't forget to check out the uh, website, harlanwilliams.com. There's my merch store there where you can buy little gifts. And uh, you can also check out my stand-up comedy schedule. Just click on the stand-up link, and you will see that this weekend... Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I will be at the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California. 
great, great club. It's an old opera house that they converted into a comedy club. It's stunning. Great room. Uh, hope you can uh, join us up there. You can reserve tickets or get info, like I said, at my stand-up link at harlowwilliams.com. And uh, that's it. That's all we got for today. Thanks for joining uh, the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. I hope we see you all next time or hear you all next time on the old Harland Highway. And until then, my friends, hold on to your earlobes and enjoy a big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. How about the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders? I think it's a good one. Think about it.